Kevin. Hi, I'm Jack. This is good company. Wait, that's all wrong. Can't help it. The girl can't help it. Can't help it. The girl can't help it. If she walks by, the mean folks stand in the grove. Can't help it. Happy New Year's Eve, Jackson Pollock. Happy New Year's Eve. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, this isn't going to go out to a much later time. So, yeah. How, but we're in the mood. We're in the spirit. <laughs> we're in the thing. He just yelled at me. No, I didn't. He did too. He I'm yells not. at me. He is the director. He is the. He is the crew. He is the. He is. The, I'm the audio engineer. The audio, the foremost, engineer. He most does, importantly, he, Kevin does all the work. I show up. I'm I'm witty and funny, and then I well, leave. you're something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he just yelled at me, and the problem I didn't is, yell is, at you. is is the problem is is the mics are on stationary stands. We have really good equipment, but it's really funny how many problems we have because the computers. Anyway, that you don't want to hear that. But one of the things that's a reoccurring problem for me is I set the mic up already right where it's supposed to be in my perfect posture, and I'm the right distance from the mic yeah but then i start talking and i go uh, over here or you start inflecting ah, <laughs> so uh that's how come the that when there's sound discrepancies discrepancies not inconsistencies Inconsist- Ooh, uh, see look at he's like, you good with the big word yeah, yeah that's a big so one. <laughs> if, so if anybody knows of a good mic that i can actually wear on my head like a janet jackson We're not mic, doing that. these are fun that would be perfect because i just me. be cracking control jokes all the time control, control. Yeah, and I expect you to... I'm dancing. Control. You like Janet Jackson. I did, yeah. Yeah. She was great. What happened to her? She ever recovered from that... ton of money and... and That thing, though, the Super Bowl thing? Yeah, I think so. That was a really long time ago. It was a long time ago. I think she's fine. Right. I don't think she cares. Well, maybe not. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Well... I don't like doing that because it's in a weird way it sets you up for failure. Yeah, it sure does. Because nobody does. So I try to keep them very simple. So my two desires, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have two. One is to, uh, December has been a pretty hectic month and my my diet, the diet that I've been on is a a, a little (laughs) off. Is that what we're calling it? Uh, Shut up. I mean, hectic. (laughs) Very hectic. Yeah, December's been hectic. So I plan on going back uh, full, because I was doing really good and then I got all stressed out and problems happened and blah, blah, blah. And uh, of course, I'm not, drinking isn't necessarily my worst habit. My worst habit is chocolate and uh, chocolate chip donut or chocolate chip pancakes or waffles and chocolate. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, I haven't gone completely full, no breaks going down the hill, but it's, we're going to hit the reset button. We're hitting the the reset button, (laughs) but we are getting some of that pizza in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, well that doesn't count. Yeah. And, um, no, it doesn't. doesn't Yeah. And portions uh, of cookies don't have calories. Well, no, it's, it's all uh, limit, not limitation, uh, uh, not proportion, not portion control. Uh, moderation so, moderation thank you moderation and i don't have that governor yeah no you <laughs> why don't. eat one cookie when you can eat the whole box i've that seen it literally my problem i've seen it that's literally my problem. i kind of wanted to walk take that bag of chocolate you had out on the back porch when you're running the puss earlier <laughs> you'd have pulled back a bloody, bloody stump. stump i know but that's i was funny. like he's halfway through the bag exactly Oh, it wasn't that many. Uh, I have here's a little bit of uh, knowledge. If you buy the Hershey's Nuggets yeah. over the Hershey's Kisses, yeah. you get just enough more chocolate in a single bite that makes it worth it. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. those are good because uh, you actually get ripped off if you buy the Nuggets. It's less ounces than the Kisses, but it's more work. 
Oh, the kisses. Yeah, okay. A hug. The nuggets. The nuggets. Yeah. Are you get more chocolate? All right. Tip from a pro. So, okay. Yeah. Tip from a pro. <laughs> okay. So the, my first one is to get back onto my uh, uh, better eating. Oh, can you do that little thing? It's like recovering from the accident, and by accident, I mean. <laughs> Right? To get back in the shape I was before the accident. Oh, and by accident, I mean I got fat. <laughs> yeah. And then the second thing is, is this is a reoccurring thing for me, is putting things away. Yeah. When you get something out, put it away. Mm-hmm. My house is filled with things that I'm going to put away later. Put away, put But back, you also put... have to have a place to put them in, too. And we've kind well, of maxed out the storage it. space. That's part of it. That's part of it. So back on my diet and put things away. That's that's my. I think you can do that, and I'll try to help well, you. Well, I'm not. Well, thank you, but you just mind your own damn business. How about that? Uh, okay. <laughs> well, and with that. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to the show, shall well, we? No, yeah, I just no, no, no. expressed my New Year's resolutions. What are yours? Um, To eat less, exercise more, and try to be in the moment. Okay, you're almost underweight now. I honestly think you have a problem. Well, I have to admit it first. <laughs> you have to admit it first. You're so goddamn skinny, it's annoying. You, uh, living in the moment, I think, would be much, yes. That's yes, that's yes, my thing. Yes. I'm going to be trying think... to be uh, a stoic, which you're means stoic. that I am, you know, control the things I can and... I won't let the things that I can't bother me. Are you me. an AA? That's an AA thing. Is it? Yeah. Oh, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, well, there's part of the problem right I think, there. I think you would know if I was. Jeez. That's an AA, that's an to live with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, be yep. what and, I can be. And, all and that, that, that poem. I'm not ripping, I'm not, I am not criticizing AA. No, I'm no, no. Saying that that was What's that sec- weird, the liberation poem, or like, yeah, God, yeah, give, yeah. grant me the thing. Things that I can yeah. handle or whatever, and but no, stuff, no, that, and cocktails that, in the afternoon. Oh, okay. Anyway, anyway so, let's, okay, let's get to the show. We're getting to, okay, the show. Yeah. Overture, curtain <laughs> lights, <laughs> this is it, we'll hit the heights, and oh, what heights we'll hit. I think so. Okay, I love so, that frog one. I, uh, yeah. uh, hello, my baby. Hey, hello. Everybody hello. loves that one. Yeah. Uh, Forensic Files, Guilty Pleasure. Forensic Files. Season 8. Guilty Pleasure. No, it's not. It's it is a guilty pleasure of ours. That's not the name of the episode. Oh, well, th- <laughs> see now, see now, you're screwing with me. So, okay, I didn't do think it right. you were taking me. So, Forensic Files. Forensic Files, season eight. Season eight, episode nine. Episode nine. Shot of vengeance. Shot of vengeance. Because in uh, uh, injections will play a role, or or a certain injection will play a role in this episode. So that's their little this pun. It's pretty fucked up, in my opinion. It's pretty fucked up. Is right. We're gonna go down to Louisiana. A young nurse develops a fatal illness, and her doctors wonder if she was infected by one of her patients. Forensic scientists, genetic researchers, and even the police joined together to solve the mystery. And they discovered this was no accident. Louisiana? Uh, what do you prefer? Have you ever been to Mardi Uh, no, I don't want to either. You don't? No. It just looks like chaos, just absolute chaos. Trying to get a bathroom, trying to go get a drink, trying to find your friends, trying to, you know, oh. it just does not look fun to me. It looks too chaotic. It just looks too like crazy to drunk. I agree with you. I would like to experience. I have not yeah. been to New Orleans for fun, so yeah. I don't know. One time I went to New Orleans, uh, within the first three hours, I saw four different people on the ground being handcuffed. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow! Crimey AF. So my, uh, I went to New Orleans to uh-huh. help uh, a friend of mine uh-huh. move after Katrina. Uh, so we had to go pass. into his house 
uh-huh. that were reeked of rotten and, and remove move his personal precious items yeah. and load them in the car. And uh-huh. the, yeah, that's that that's the only time I've been to no. New Orleans. It was pretty though. <laughs> yeah, I I mean we were there pre pre uh, hurricane, but there apparently there are still big huge swaths of that city that are still in just... well. That's because they were poverty stricken. Yeah, and they, yeah, you know nobody cares. Would you about be a Cajun or a Creole if you lived down there? Because this takes place in Cajun Creole country. I don't know the difference. Okay, the Creoles. The Cajuns came from Acadia in Canada, and uh, the Creoles were there from when the French owned it. But they're they're different. But they're I'm English. They're kind I'm of Welsh same. by descent. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just asking. So possibly Canadian. So it's 1994. We're in Lafayette, Louisiana, and we, Janice Trahan is a registered nurse. She's a single mom with two kids, and. Forensic Files got this wrong a little bit. They say for a few years she's been developing symptoms. The timeline we later learn, it's not been a few years. It's been several months because we know. I was, I, I'll was explain a lot to of you. This one was a little confusing. It was a little bit weird, but she's getting pain in her eye, in her eyes. And she goes to a doctor and they say, oh, we think it's your sinuses. Don't worry about it. But then her lymph nodes start to swell. And she goes to another doctor. They can't figure it she out. So several doctors. So she takes it downtown and goes to the gynecologist. Oh my. <laughs> Brass tacks. And so the gynecologist thinks she has a virus, orders a full blood workup on her. And, well. At this checkup, not only did she find out she was pregnant, but she found out that she was HIV positive. So that's Major Jim Craft, who I really Oof. took a shine to. She's found out that she's got HIV, and she's pregnant. So she's excited to learn that she's pregnant, but she's got HIV. Oof. And... Wait, I just want to put a little pause right here. This is so... It's twisted. Twisted and so convoluted. And even when I was like, well, wait, is he the... Is that the... Yeah. Okay. This is a twisted one. This one's pretty. I hate to say this. This is a good one. This is so fucking twisted. It's fucked up. They speculate she's a nurse. They think maybe because they are treating HIV positive patients at the hospital, that maybe, and this does happen from time to time, not very frequently because they're really good around blood work, but. They speculated that maybe she might have gotten the infection from an HIV positive person and, at the hospital. And the only way, of course, is is direct uh, fluid contact right. to her system. So a sneeze, I mean, that's not very likely. It's going to have to be like a it's cut. Blood. Or, it's blood. Yeah, yeah. it's going to have to be a cut or an open, open wound, I believe is the word they use. Uh, her primary care physician, Dr. Richard Schmidt, has another theory. He said, Janice is a slut. She sleeps around. She's in the bars at night. Uh, she goes to bars during the day. She goes home with strange men. And she's most likely contracted the disease from sleeping around. Thanks, Jim. And let's keep the gloves on, Dr. Oh Schmidt. <laughs> oh, she's a whore. Oh she God. sleeps around she's town. She takes strange men home. She goes to the bar at lunch. <laughs> How did she work as a nurse? Uh, it sounds like she was in a perpetual... Now, and she was married... No, she's not married at this point. No, she's not. But she she'd married and had kids. Yep. And and if you can when you if you look this Dr. Schmidt up, he looks so swarmy. Uh, that is the best word to do. He just smarmy? looks swarmy. Smarmy. Swarmy. Smarmy. Isn't that what I'm saying? No, you're saying swarmy. It's S M A R M Y. Aren't you saying S H 
A R M Y. That's I think shawarma. a shawarma is a Middle Eastern dish. <laughs> no, it's smarmy. S M A R S M A R M Y. Smarmy. I'm looking it up because I've always said sh- smarmy. <laughs> well, you also when you get um uh, a little vertigo, you say you get sliverfoot. So <laughs> you do have. Hey, I don't like this attack. S M A R M Y. Smarmy. S M A R M Y. Smarmy. He's very smarmy looking. So we figured it out. It is smarmy. He made me feel stupid. I didn't make you feel stupid. I just yes, want to... You, you pointed and laughed at me. I did I'm not. I'm the stupid kid in the corner with the dunce cap he, I didn't do any of that. I'm just trying to help you out. <laughs> Look at you. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> he mocked me openly. <laughs> so it is smarmy. Yeah. And I've always said shwarmy. Yeah. Nobody in your life smarmy. cared enough about you to, to, to correct you. See? <laughs> That's like the difference between um, gambit and gamut. Yeah. Running the, the full gamut. gambit. The full gamut. Gamut, yeah. It was a gambit. It's a gamble, and a gamut is the beginning right. to end, right? Yeah. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Well, so, now I feel great, Kevin. Let's just keep going with this. Uh, <sighs> well, we get a shit ton of footage of Janice walking your Pomeranian around oh, Lafayette. It's like they just kept cutting. How often do you walk that goddamn dog, Janice? So they test all of her previous lovers from the previous 10 years. They they have a, We have a montage of guys walking into the lab. Well, well, and, and then, it was a little, it was was a little unflattering. Yeah, yeah. But, but that didn't make sense because she had had blood work done like- They did that. Oh, they went yeah, back yeah. after this and all of them tested positive. They were like, no, hey, wait negative, a minute. Negative, negative. Negative. And they said, oh, she had blood work done Run. about um, eight months earlier and it was negative. Right. So this positive test has, only, has been very recent. So Janice now has- her own theory and she goes to the district attorney Mike Harson and tells him her theory but what I like best is Peter Thomas the narrator yeah what happens next no one will believe and they follow a cop car out of a parking lot and onto the highway but as they pan to the right a for sale by owner sign for a house just comes square into oh, the frame I didn't catch it, that it looks like that's the, supposed to be the focus of the shot oh, that's and hilarious. there's the phone number I missed that <laughs> like they, the cameraman couldn't take two seconds to pull it out of the ground and get it I, out of the I totally, shot I totally missed it that's funny so we get this from District Attorney Mike Harson. She began relating a story to me how she had had this relationship with uh, Dr. Schmidt for a number of years and that she had recently found out that she had uh, AIDS uh, or HIV and she felt that he was responsible for it. Mike finds this a little hard to believe, but he's got to do due diligence. So he assigns now good think old- about that. Think about that. Yeah. Listen, she I, thanks her. She goes into the police department mm-hmm. and she's like, This is what I think happened. Now, think about the kind of people who normally do stuff like this. They're whacked. Yeah. You know, they're 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 a little out of their gourd. Yes. And here she is, she's you know, normal, average, seemingly normal, yeah. Seemingly normal, average, very average person. And she's going in there going, My ex lover, Dr. Schmidt, injected me really? one night. And he's so slow. Oh. Smarmy? He's smarmy. <laughs> and he, every time the camera's on him, every time there's a picture of him, he has what I call a shit-eating grin. Yeah. And the entire time. The, even, oh. Yeah, even when they, they're like booking him. Yep. But so anyway, Jim Craft, our buddy um, Jim Craft, he doesn't believe it either. Well, she said that SOB injected me. The story was hard to believe. 
But he has to do due diligence and he's going over to investigate. But he thinks that Janice is just trying to get some money out of him. He's like, this is just too far-fetched. It doesn't make any sense. Then we start to hear the story. Oh, it gets good. So Janice met Schmidt when they worked at the same hospital. She was there. her orientation. orientation. He's quite a bit older than she is. Uh, She was married at the time and had one son. A baby, an infant son. Mm -hmm. And he was married with three kids. So it wouldn't be forensic files if they didn't hook up. Well, of course not. (laughs) So they do. So they start promising one another that they're going to leave their spouses when it's possible. Listen, that never happens if you are having an affair waiting for the other person to uh, leave it's a bad stuff, idea yeah they never learn your it. lesson cheaters and, <laughs> and it's always the guy usually yeah. it's usually the guy who isn't gonna backs leave. out yep he yeah. says i'll leave my wife and kids yeah. and my, my law i just can't whatever. leave her now mm-hmm. i can't leave things are difficult things are tough things are... don't don't ever believe please don't ever believe that Mm-mm. So Janice leaves her husband, but she kind of jumps the gun because then Schmidt never leaves his wife. Can you imagine going into... No, no, we're going to pause the whole story now. I want to specifically talk about Janice. Janice divorced her husband Mm -hmm. in anticipation of marrying this guy. Uh Uh-huh. And he didn't leave her. Nope. And And they continued the relationship. Not only that, I'll do you one better. She has a kid with him in 1991, and he's paying child support. Oh, I know! What the fuck does she think's going on? See, this is the part that it's like, well... Maybe she's not quite as smart as we think. Janice made some bad choices. Well, but maybe he is that big of a douche that he can. Well, he's intimidating. No, he threatens her. But But this is where. Well, this is where we get the uh, first glimpse of reenactment Schmidt. (laughs) And Forensic Files, every time they nail it, he looks exactly like him. He looks exactly. Oh, did you see it? I think that's uh, Tony Pignatero strap on a toupee on that guy. (laughs) Now, see, you think it, it's a comb over. In my research, they described him as toupeed. That's what I think it's a toupee. I think uh, it's a Tony but, Pignatero special. <laughs> Bolts and all. But he's got the weird part that's like halfway down the side of his head. I think it's a it's one of those massive hair loss creations to hide the baldness. I don't think it's a toupee. I hope it's a toupee. Because his, his, his part is all the way just over his yeah, ear. It's way over there. Yeah. It's like in Trump country. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it, you know, yeah, it is. he's obviously got a hair creation going on there. Because the whole time I was like, is that just a... Co- what is uh, it? And then I read something that said toupee. I would, I, would po- I would point it out every time if I knew him. Yeah. Be like, nice. That's a toupee. It's not... Yeah. Now, for, I know I ask you this every time. <laughs> it's not a toupee. Can you just flick your hair the other way yes. once? And here's another public service announcement from Good Company go in the car. Bald. Just accept it. Flip go it. bald. Just accept Own it. it. Yeah. Uh, so Janice now tries to end the relationship several times. Uh, it's gone on too long. She doesn't like it. Every time she starts, she tries to start a new relationship. Schmidt intervenes. He threatens them. On one occasion, he went to a guy's house and threatened to kill him. Unbelievable. And how is this there guy. not a police? How is there not some sort of police involvement? Who, if Who someone a, came to and, my house and, and threatened me? Threatened me. And I, it was because I don't know if Schmidt carried that much clout in the town. He was a highly respected doctor. He, he yeah. was. And he was, because I couldn't say the word. He's a gas. Gastroenterologist. Ooh. Yeah. See, obviously I have wor- problems with words. <laughs> Those big words like smarmy. <laughs> 
So he's now telling her that if she breaks it off with him, he's going to put these sexually explicit photos up on the cork board in the the uh, in the in the break room at the hospital because they still work in the same circles. They still work at the, the same, same hospital. I know, but and, you could work in a hospital and not see yeah. each other. But they're still running into one another. And uh, he also said he's going to tell the dean of the nursing. Nur- he's also going to tell the dean of the nursing school that she cheated on several of her projects. I'm fucking believable. All right. Why would you? I don't understand. I'm a pretty vindictive person if I feel that I'm wronged. But to go out of your way like that, it's only going to bring you down. Yeah, it does. And it, it eventually it does. Assistant District Attorney Ken Stutes tells us precisely what Schmidt threatened. Words to the effect, if you leave me, I'll fix you. I'll fix it so that no man will want you. So that's kind of a weird threat when he's like, I'm going to make you un- unattractive or... or um, un- no, not unattractive, unwanted. Uh, undesirable. Undesirable. Yeah. I will make you undesirable to any man. So so the level of premeditation on this, mm-hmm. he's made these threats before this... All even. Of it. it sounds so like abusive is, for a long time. And, and you know, we don't know the ins and outs. We don't know the the actual state of their relationship. But he, it, this is something that, that like he's been, you know, chewing on. Wasn't, you know what? I can just kill her, and she'll never know I did it, because yeah. ba ba ba. Well, uh, yeah, the gossip mills in Lafayette going, Janice has got a love child with him. He's oh paying child God. support. You know everybody was talking you about it. You know his wife knew and about then, of it. of course, that's the other thing. That's another thing. And they thing. love the gossip Who's in Louisiana. Who's the first person they go after when someone dies? It's the romantic interest. Mm-hmm. And you, as you've told me, small towns really thrive on gossip. Oh, my God, Juicy yes. gossip oh like that. Oh, my God, yes. Now we get the disturbing part. Part about the vitamin B shots. We've had this in other episodes. I don't understand. Getting the vitamin B shots. And that was in the Marie Hilly. Has your mama been giving you shots? Yeah, she's been giving me shots. Vitamin B shots. And, you know, remember with, with the Marie oh, Hilly's yeah, daughter? Yeah, yeah. So Janice is letting this guy who she's estranged from, who's threatened her, he calls her one night at 10.30 and says, I'm coming over to give you a B12 shot. Right. Suddenly, moments later, it seems like, he's standing over her in the bed. He gives her a shot and she said it was extremely painful. The injection was very painful. Um, radiated down my arm. I never had an injection of um, that type or uh, to cause that much pain in my life. So she explains this to to, she to Kraft. Still, but think about that. She still trusts him to give her... She shouldn't. Well, of course <laughs> not. But what I'm saying is, is it never occurred to her that he could be like that or, or do something like that. And he's the father of one of her children. Yep. yep. But In he, a small yeah. town, you know, everybody knows. Oh! So Jim Kraft doesn't really believe in this story. My mindset was, I don't believe this girl. This is just her attempt to discredit this guy, to embarrass him, to get some bucks, to get some money out of him. As again, we pointed out, Janice had donated blood a few months earlier, and it was negative. So now they check the phone records, and they find that Schmidt did indeed call her on August 4th at 1022. Oof. So the nurses, they've they've gone in and they've retrieved his records uh, from his office, and the nurses in his uh, practice or at the hospital who he works with keep very meticulous records Which they of they to. have to do it whenever blood work is done they make a record of it they put a little tracking stamp next to it and it goes on they can't find 
the records for 1994. They're just gone. This is now we are in uh, the summer of 1995. So she, he came over and gave her, gave her the injection in August. She started showing symptoms later that year. By January, she's gone to the doctors and they've said, you're HIV positive and you are pregnant. Five months Oof. later in May is when she's gone to the district attorney. So this is now the summer of 95. Oof. They've gone to, so he knows shit's going down. They go to his office. They can find the 95 tracking book. They can find the 93 tracking book for the blood work. 94 is missing. What a coincidence. They go through all of the uh, boxes oh and they find it in a box labeled 1982. And it was financial. Financials. And it they go all the way to the, yeah. And, and Kraft finds it and he pulls it out and he says, it's only about half full. And then he looks, it's the 1994 blood tr- the blood work record booky thingy and in the and then they show the they show the pictures of the pages mm-hmm. so it's the it's the 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 patient it's what the blood's being drawn for mm-hmm. and then it's the sticker that is you know when you get your blood drawn they put a sticker on the bottom yeah, so it can be tracked when they send so it to the lab they can find it exactly and instead of the sticker it says Lavender stopper for Doctor S. So, so you know, usually when you get those things, so they are. He specifically said, "I want these blood samples." I don't know if the color of the stoppers has any bearing on what they're drawing the blood for. However, that's another reason. How, well, it, that's it did, another it, way they track them. Well, with the other one too, when he gets a second one, again it says lavender stopper for Doctor S. So it distinguishes visually Which, from all the exactly. other ones. Exactly, because like when you go in, I have to have blood work done all the time because my the the tubes that they come that they usually take the blood in usually two of them are the same color and one is a different color uh-huh. so i'm assuming that that's different tests they're doing yeah 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 mm-hmm. so yeah so all those so the red top bottles do this and the black top bottles do this so. so the name next to the blood sample that was not sent to the lab is don mcclellan and the cops go over to ask him if he has hiv police went to see don mcclellan and they asked him a very important question are you HIV positive? The guy stares at him and says, HIV positive? Hell, I've got full-blown AIDS. McClellan tells him, I I have HIV. Not only do I have HIV, I have full-blown AIDS. So imagine you're home minding your own business. Knock, knock, knock. Hello, we're the police. You got HIV? Can you imagine? No, and he's like, I'm not. I've got. But, but imagine the mindset of the guy. What have I like, done? What the hell are you... What the hell? So McClellan tells the cops that Schmidt called him into the office to give the blood sample. Because he was a patient of Schmidt's, and instead of his normal blood work, the doctor called him in specifically to have blood work done. Right. And we learn that the virus will only remain viable outside the human body for about 12 hours. So I knew it was weak. This was, was weak. this was August 8th. This is the same day that Janice reported him coming over at 1030 that night and injecting him. So we've got that. We now go to Baylor College in Texas and their medical their medical school is very famous. And Michael Medscore is a geneticist there. He agrees to compare the virus in Janice with that from Don. Uh, explains the process. The method that we use are called phylogenetic methods. That invokes, um, it takes advantage of the virus mutability. As the virus mutates, it evolves in different individuals. We can use that evolution um, using mathematical models to actually trace back uh, relationships between uh, viruses if they exist. It's not like comparing genetics from but like science is wonderful. Yeah, it's 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 great. So when you take a genetic test, 
you can tell who my mom is and who my dad is. Right. But when you're comparing virus DNA, virus DNA mutates constantly. So what they did was they got 30 blood samples from people in Lafayette, all HIV positive, and he compared their genetic sequences. 28 of them were completely unique. They had nothing in common with the other one, meaning they had mutated across different people. I'm shaking my head because I'm agreeing with him. <laughs> but two of them- Two of them? Were virtually identical. Who were they? They were- our, our, they Janice were, and Don. And he yeah. said- there was a one in one millionth chance that it wasn't from those two. Science! Science! <laughs> when we looked at the viruses, the odds that we found were one in a million of excluding the patient being the source of Janice Trahan's virus. So in July of 1996, Schmidt is finally charged with attempted second-degree murder, again with the second-degree stuff. Well, but think about, I mean, even, well, this is nine year old, things have changed a lot, but... Uh, 95, 96. Yeah, so things have changed a lot, but in a way, if when you think about it, if you had an HIV... Uh, Back then, it really was it probably was, a death was, sentence. It was, it was much scarier. death sentence, exactly. And, and also, this is when we learn, they go back, I don't know if they went back and re-examined her blood, she's got hepatitis C. This, this <laughs> actually actually made me like Dude, are you fucking kidding really? me so back to the record books and they find another another sample it doesn't have a tracking sticker next to it it's from a patient she has hepatitis c and so he a, made like a little blood a little blood cocktail, cocktail. Of, of of infectious diseases and when you say that he made her um undesirable to any man that's exactly it she's yeah. got all these sexually transmitted diseases she's got the two worst you know well yeah the two the worst ones because isn't hep c like highly contagious as yeah. well I believe it is, yeah. So, of course, he's maintaining his innocence, and he says, I have an alibi. I was home August 8th, 1994, all evening. The only time I was ever out of my wife's sight was when she took a bath for 20 minutes. And the cops are like, you know what? We're going to test How that. How specific was that? He, that memory of that he night? He should have just said, no, I never left the house. Yeah. So the cops if, are, I mean, if you're you're killing someone, yeah. a little lie about how long you were out of your well, wife's vision. Well, the cops are like, okay. So the cops drive from his house to Janice's house. They give it a few they minutes. They time. And then they get come back, back, back and they're like, wait, it was 17 six, minutes. 17 so minutes, like you yeah. easily could have done it when she was in the bath. So that doesn't help. Oh. They're not sure why he kept the record book for the 1994 blood work, but our buddy Jimbo has a theory. He kept something as a trophy. He has something from that crime that he can look at, that he can touch, that he can see that reminds him that he got away with this. It's that creepy thing killers do when they want to keep a trophy. What? Like serial killers Under keep these earrings. Under circumstances, why would you do that? Because think of the legalities of it in terms of, like, don't, I'm just assuming that medical records are often checked and looked at. Yeah. Did you get this? And yeah. Did you do this? So the idea that he hid a whole year, uh -huh. it, no one else is going to come up like, where's that book? Where's that book? It was just, it was bad. I, his air arrogance again with these criminals oh, these guys like the Tony. Uh, how many doctors have we've covered that are just they're so arrogant they think they're just going to pull this shit off people are they're going to do it and they almost hair. get away with it and bad and hair shit eating small shit there's eating a grit. lot of bad hair is there i wonder if there's a corollary between like mullets and and male <laughs> pattern really baldness <laughs> and, and, and uh, superiority complexes and think that they can actually kill someone and get away with it janice points out that schmidt did not keep very many of his promises to her, but he did keep one. Richard made a lot of promises to me that he did not keep, but he did keep one, and that would be that he would kill me. 
And I feel like that's um, a death sentence that I have. So as we pointed out back in 96, this probably seemed like a death sentence, but thankfully it is not anymore. Um, Well, also think about this one. So if he had killed her, if she had actually died, he would have therefore received custody of the child. Yeah. So his wife is going to take in this kid? It's twisted. I don't know. I I didn't really do any extra research on this, so I don't know anything. Actually, there really wasn't that much out there in my research. The only thing that was is I couldn't really find anything on it. I found two bits of information. Okay. But we'll talk to him. No, we haven't haven't reached that stage yet. So um, they said that with all of uh, Schmidt's medical training, he never realized that this genetic sequencing of the virus would be possible and would be a key piece of evidence in the trial. And I'm blown away by that because I... I think that it had its blood. It's out of a person's body. It's going to have a, it's going to have that yeah. to it. I don't know. And I'm an idiot. I think they had enough on him, even without the genetic thing, even without saying that, because yeah, they had the, the, the blood tests, they had the hidden records, they had him showing up, they had they the phone as call. as much as possible, because they would they got Oh, you want as much as you can, yeah, and that, yeah. that really was just the smoking gun, but it was just, you know. And then the guy, oh, are you going to say that about the smoking gun, or are you going to have a little... Oh, that's a we'll put that right there. Okay. Juries like to see, you know, be able to see a smoking gun or the knife or the, the baseball bat or whatever it is that uh, that's used to, to commit the act. And in this case, we really didn't have it. We didn't have that tangible item. But the scientific evidence gave us that chance because what essentially boiled down to it, unfortunately, is that these two individuals from whom these samples were drawn were our smoking guns. Uh, so Janice said that in a weird way, she almost, um, I think it's maybe this is how you have to look at it or she has to look at it, but it's made her appreciate life that much well, more. Yeah. I just try to put things in the past and just keep moving forward. And, um, my outlook on life, I think is, is very good. I appreciate life more, you know, stop and look at the flowers and treasure each day that I do have with my family and my husband it's much more meaningful okay let's talk some shit um <laughs> oh and she's fine by the way she is still alive as of july of yeah this year. i found her pinterest page and uh i did see a picture of her and she's remarried mm-hmm. and, she lives she laughs she loves and i think she's had another child she I has think. meanwhile dr uh shitty and grin yep is, Schmidt. Is still he came up for parole in 2015 unanimously denied <laughs> oh and when he was sentenced he the term that the forensic files use he got 50 years hard labor <laughs> So imagine. hard labor, like because he's like you know like with, the, with a pickaxe exactly. and a stone, yeah, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> license cha- plates, bring back license plates, yeah, yeah, yeah like, that's straight out of Monopoly. Right. I want to make license plates, make and, that a and thing that, again. And it could not have gone to a better person. Oh yeah, for you to to go to those lengths, to, you and what, what a slow agonizing death, you know, from from just, from AIDS would have what been a horrible, horrible and. The only way he could have gotten away with it is if she had gotten sick right away and died. Yeah. And she didn't have a chance. But because she didn't get sick right away, she yeah. was able to be like, something's wrong. Yeah. And, you and know, that for him is an effect a death sentence because he was in his late forties, early fifties, a fifty year sentence. He's on he's gonna die in prison. Added, you know, several yeah. years. When I typed in Janice Trahan, Lafayette, Louisiana. I got Janice Marie Trahan, Lafayette, Louisiana, obituary. And I was like, who is that, her? And then there was even an article about, no, it's not her. Oh, really? Did you see that? I saw an article about that. Well, but she apparently seems to be. There was she's walking know, that Pomeranian. She be, she, she's I wonder if walking. the Pomeranian's still around. Probably, oh, probably not. Lord, so good for her. Yeah, good he for her. He sucks. Yeah. I hope he oh, does. did you? 
he I will rot he in jail. All curled over and fingers all cranking. Yeah. You know, to, just I can't just leave. Yeah. Just leave them. Just leave. Rotten. Just leave. Uh so that is the twisted story. We told you it was kind of a, a, a weird. And it's a great story. Meaning it's a good. It, well, it's a good twist. The bad guy went to jail yeah, and, and our victim survived. But, I mean, think of the absurd like <laughs> Janice. What the but hell? She made wrong a lot of Janice made a lot of bad choices yeah. though. Well, I don't want a victim shame, but Janice, you made, made some bad really choices. Bad one. Oh boy, you've got to big... stop with that. Yeah, ah, no, fair. you you can't. You're blaming her. No, 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 no. no, no, no I'm not. But I just I, send your hate mail. I send it to Kevin. There, I Kevin. just want to take get in a time machine and be like Janice. Sit her down, look her straight in the eyes. You gotta be be like, this is yeah, not a good idea. He was crazy. He'd still done something. Yeah, he would have done. But yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> well, thanks. Happy New Year's Eve, Jack. Happy and, New uh, Year's Eve. But I hope this, you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're gonna sleep okay out mid February. So, you know. <laughs> All right, people, everybody have a thanks uh, for coming along wishes, with us. Happy best, New Year! Best wishes from Good Company in the Car <laughs> to each and every one of you for the happiest, happiest, happiest. Oh, and, of and new hello year. to our overseas listeners. You guys have a good a lot, a lot of you already heading to the New Year, so exactly. uh, hope you're having a good one. So, and we'll, au revoir, au revoir, everybody. Good night. That's something the ass will be. The girl can't have it. She's in love with me. Can't help it. Girl.